0: I'd like to invite you to check out a free resource that the LifeWay Kids team has put together for families to use at home during this time when churches are not meeting together. It's called LifeWay Kids at Home and LifeWay Preschool at Home. To access this free family content, go to digitalpass.lifeway.com. Any user that goes can log in or create an account for free and then access the LifeWay Kids or LifeWay Preschool at Home content on the main page of Digital Pass. You can find all this content and share it with as many families as you like during this season of staying at home at digitalpass.lifeway.com. Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm Chuck and I'm here with Trey. Hey, Trey. Hey, how's it going? Engineer Trey. Engineering. He's he's actively engineering over there. I can tell. I don't know what the sound effect to engineering he, is, but yeah, I'm doing it. He's wearing blue overalls and the hat, like the blue hat with the stripes. With coal like. all over my face. He's <laughs> coal all over his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Different kind of engineer. Anyhow, we're glad to have you listening today. We are finishing up. This is the fourth episode in a four-episode series on healthy habits. Eight healthy habits for your ministry, and we have covered quite a few that have been kind of fun. We have talked so far about getting off the treadmill, and setting your focus intentionally. We've talked about being present where you are, pr- uh, decreasing our distractions and increasing interactions. We've talked about expecting obstacles so that we're not surprised at the fiery ordeal that's that's among us, like it's something unusual. We, we know that we are in a spiritual war and that we have an enemy who doesn't want us to succeed. We talked about doing less better and we talked about the less better trophy, which I would love to get someday. I want to get a trophy for my chef that says less better just to remind me to do that. We should all have one. Do less better. Sometimes when we do things, we do more things each week. We do things more weekly. And so quality is important for us as believers. And then we had talked about, lastly, about the blood type, about B positive. Although you're A plus people, Trey, you're an A plus guy. Oh, thanks. We we talk, (laughs) I want you to shoot for the B plus. To be positive, because attitude is everything in ministry and in leadership, and whatever it is that you have is contagious. We set the tone for everybody. So we're back with our last episode in the series. You made it. You just got it all. We're here wrapping up, putting a bow on this series. Two more healthy habits that we're going to cover this week. So let me ask you, Trey, as we get ready for this next one, when is the last time that you stood on your head? The last time I stood on my head, like you know, when you are a else. kid. When you were a kid, you spent a lot of time upside down. Yeah, think of course, about it. I remember that. Uh, <laughs> I I was probably twelve, and do you have a distinct memory of standing on your head, or is this like a vague, like it, probably? Like, I I. How about just being upside down? When's the last time you were upside down? It's hard to remember, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do,
1: does flipping
0: like on flip purpose? <laughs>
1: It's I mean, so a like, like if half a you second? trip
0: down the steps or something, you're upside down. Doesn't count. Maybe it does. Maybe, but you know, like when you're a kid, you flop over backwards off the couch and you watch TV upside mm-hmm. down. That's kind of normal. Yep. You hang
1: upside down off the monkey bars. I remember doing that in you, when I was twelve. There and you go, upside down off
0: the off the or at the trapeze swing thing. Yeah, we had one in on our playset, and so my kids have spent a lot of time upside down, and you just see the world different. When you're upside down. I have this um, in my office. You've probably noticed, but I'm not sure if we've talked about it. Maybe we have. I have this world map on my wall that is an upside down map. I've seen it. Have you guys seen? Listeners, have you seen the upside down world map? If you haven't, Google it. So uh, so I have a map. I've talked about this before and somebody sent me this map. It's one of the coolest things because it's like without knowing who it came from, it showed up. And it's on my wall today. Because I just talked are. about it. So thank you, whoever you are. I so appreciate it. Seriously, it's such a good metaphor for how we see things in ministry. So think about the map. You have always seen it from the normal orientation. Right. The north is at the top. The south is at the bottom. America is on the left side. And Africa is kind of center, middle to the right. right? Yep. Asia is on the far right side of the map. Everything is in that orientation. Well, this upside down map... Turns the, the map upside down and the words are right side up, but the picture is flipped so that the south is up and the north is down. Interesting. Yeah. So if you think about it, if you think about it, is there up or down in space? Like if you're an astronaut and you you're out in space, in there, is, there is no up or down in space, right? Yeah. You're just you're floating. And so why is it when we see pictures of the earth from space that they're always from the same orientation that we've always seen? They always take the picture of the way the globe looks in your third grade classroom. They never take the picture upside down. At least they don't show it to us that way. So yeah. I, I kind of wonder, you know, just philosophically, I wonder how God sees the world. Does he see it the way we do or does he see it in a different way? You got to blow your mind blown. Yeah, right? uh-huh. <laughs> so, but the truth is when we look at the earth, if we're out in the space and we look back, it might just as well be upside down. Mm. because we're not orienting our spacecraft based on north and south. When we're out floating in space, we're spinning and twirling. And so up is arbitrary. And so I would say the same is true in the way that we do things in our ministry. We tend to see things not as they are. We see things as we are. Mm. And so we maintain the orientation of right side up. And we've seen something things that, I don't know when the when do you think the first map was made, like in the 1400s or something, whatever it was. Some cartographer, yes, I know that fancy word for map drawers. Some, some cartographer somewhere drew a map and he drew it with the north up and the south down. Yeah. If he had it, whoever did that, I don't know who it was. I would love to know. Listeners, if you know, message us and let me know because I'd love to know who, who it was that drew that first map that way. But every map since has been drawn from that same orientation. Yeah. But it's arbitrary. The up is not up, north isn't up, north is north. So when you think about it, though, guys, we've we've always and only looked at it that way, and we don't question it. We just always thought about it that way. And when you actually look at it from a new perspective, it's disorienting. It really is a little freaky because you're yeah. like, "Whoa, where?" I, I usually know where to find my own country or my own state on the map, and now all of a sudden everything is. I'm a little dizzy when I when you look at it and it's awesome because it reminds me that we need to stand on our heads sometimes in our ministry. Mm. So healthy habit number 7 is stand on your head. Have you seen those those inclined machine things that you get on and it's like the anti gravity machine or whatever where your feet are up and your head is down? My dad
1: actually had one of those for his back. Did he really? Mm-hmm. He had to stretch out his back, and so he had one that he just flipped over and he would just spin and, like, and then
0: you just hang out upside down for a while. Yep. So adults do turn upside down, not very often, Mm-mm. not very many, but they have those things. It might be kind of fun to get upside down and <laughs> look at things a little different. I might hang off the couch backwards tonight. Just take it to a
1: park and then just turn it upside down. Just
0: afraid I'd get dizzy. Yeah. (laughs) But but we need to challenge our perceptions. Mm. So too many of us, in fact, almost every one of us takes for granted the way we look at things, the way things are. We've always done it that way and that's how it's going to be because we've always done it that way. Why? Because it just, I don't know. Somebody drew the map in the 1300s or whenever it was and therefore, ever since, it's never changed. Yeah. Sometimes the best thing we can do is turn things upside down mm. and see a new perspective. We can find new solutions when we look at things with different eyes. It goes back to lenses. We need to change our glasses and see things differently, adjust our focus. We need to look at old things with new eyes, and we need to challenge our preconceptions about how things are. And so the way that I like to say it is we we need to continue to ask the kinds of questions that little kids ask. They ask why a lot. Yeah. You know, And I've heard, I don't know how many times it is, but I think it's if you ask why five times, you really get to the heart of something. Mm. So it's like, where do you park your car, Trey, at work? Uh, in the parking garage. Why? So that it's under cover. Why? So you keep asking those why questions. Now, yeah, with parking, it doesn't necessarily work as well. Because <laughs> I care about but my But when car. you really get down to it... We can really understand w- truly why we do things if we continually dr- dr- drill deeper and deeper into those "why" questions. Yeah, and I like to add to that also ask "what if." Mm. So why why do we do it this? way? We've always done it this way. Why? And then ask the "what if" question. What if we did it this way? Or mm. what if we considered doing something this instead? Again, not just adding one more thing. We want to do less better. But what if? So what if we considered stopping this thing that we've always done? And instead starting this thing that we've never done, yeah, for a purpose, for an intentional uh, um, cause that we we have a different destination in mind, a different outcome. So we need to challenge those presuppositions that we have.
1: It's so interesting you say that because like I saw a show a couple of years ago, and they were doing this one segment where... They would have one person who didn't know what was happening, it was a complete stranger, but everybody else in the room knew what was happening. Okay, and so yeah. then they would have this buzzer that would go off and everybody would stand up and then sit back down. And so then e- eventually the girl who had no idea what was going on, she would just stand up. Started and to, start do to do the do same it. behavior. Well, yeah. all the people that they had controlled kept leaving and so then new people would come in and she just kept doing it and to eventually it was just her and so then she just kept standing up and so then it, it began where this whole room of complete strangers just kept standing Starting up started to follow what But she no one answered, no one asked the question, why? And I'm yeah. sure if they would have asked the question why, they would have understood it a little bit better. And
0: we can get into that as a habit. That's part of being on the treadmill. Our first healthy habit is get off the treadmill. We can continue to do things and repeat behaviors not even knowing why we're doing it. Yeah. It's just our pattern. It's just our habit. It's not necessarily doing it for the purpose of quality over quantity. We're just doing it because it's what we do. Yeah. We, we show up when we show up. We leave when we leave. We follow certain – we take the same roads to work. We park in the same spot in the parking garage. I have a spot. I don't have an assigned spot. Sometimes when I get to work, somebody else is in my spot. And I'm like, that dude's in my spot. Hey, he really does have a don't spot. you know it's in my spot? And so, yes, I do. <laughs> I'm not really a creature of habit, but there's, I, I tend to park in the same place. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason. And so we do those things. If we're doing those things and we have good reasons for doing them, we know why, then, then we're good. Yeah. That's good. It's not, to, it's not to say that you have to change everything you're doing because it's all wrong. It's we have to look at things we're doing from every angle. It's more like the Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. You know, If you only look at the red side – are you aware that there's five other sides to that cube? And so when you turn those around, you see different things from different angles. And too many times we look at our situations, we look at our opportunities, we look at our effectiveness, we look at our potential from one perspective only, the one we've always seen it from. And it can be really healthy for us to metaphorically flip upside down, stand in our head, turn the map upside down, change our orientation, get a new perspective. And see things with fresh eyes. Yeah, and a lot of times the problems that we keep hitting, you know, you run, you bump up against the same problems again and again and again. And you're like, how come I just can't? Sometimes, if we just back up and we look at it differently, we can see that problem not as an obstacle but as an opportunity, mm-hmm. and we can appr- come up with a solution that we've never had. It's good. So it's all about standing on your head. So that's healthy habit number seven. Get upside down. Healthy habit number eight. So we talked last time. About being on the airplane mm-hmm. and, and having, you know, you're sitting. I'm sitting in the middle seat, and I'm a pretty good-sized guy, six two, and a big guy. Mm-hmm. You don't have a, that same problem that I have, but like where your legs don't fit in the plane. Uh-huh. But I'm in that middle seat, you know, which I dread. Give me the aisle, please, <laughs> or the the exit row, which is rare. But you've got the little vent of air blowing on you. And you, somebody else in the plane is coughing or sneezing or hacking, and you just know that that air is recirculating yep. and it's coming back on your face. You told me afterwards, you're like, Do you know what's even worse? And you didn't say this, but I'm gonna say it. You <laughs> said you know what's even worse is like you use the restroom and then you put your hands in those blow dryer things. Yep. Especially like the ones that are super powered, and it's really blowing germs all into the air. It's really blowing germs right onto, right the hands back onto that your you hands just, and you just wash them. Yep. And there's all kinds of germy air that's flying all around from this dryer.
1: So there, it has you, been tested to be more sanitary to clean your hands off with your pants
0: than it is to uh,
1: do it with a hand dryers.
0: So this isn't about hand dryers. However, <laughs> it is about airplanes. So w- when I'm on that airplane and I'm sitting there and I'm worried about the germs in the air, which I'm not really a germaphobe, so I don't really worry about it. I'd use the hand dryer and it's fine. But, but there's that little card in the back of the seat. You know, you're bored. You've yeah. got the in-flight magazine, mm-hmm. which you've already read three times, and somebody else did the Sudoku, and you're like, whatever. So, But there's that little – there's that card in there, right? The, yeah. and, and you pull out the card, and it tells you in case of emergency. And then and then the flight attendants get in the aisle, right? And they're like – they put the vest on, and they're like, you know, pull this. In case of a water landing, your seat cushion can be used for whatever. And then they have the thing where they say in the event of a, of a loss of cabin pressure, what's going to happen? The – whatchamacallit things are going to fall down. From yes, moment. yes, the oxygen masks. Yeah. So they, they usually have them and they hold it up and sometimes they let it go and it kind of bounces a little yeah. bit, you know? So, the, yeah, in the event that the cabin loses air pressure, an oxygen mask will drop from the overhead unit, yep. right? And, and then they tell you something. Do you remember what they tell you? Do yours before you help somebody else. Yes, with. if you are with a child or if you're with someone who needs help, put on your own mask first. Put on your own mess first. That's healthy habit number eight. We can't give what we don't have. Mm. And so in ministry, we often give, 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 give. We're givers. It's part of what we're servant leaders. And so a lot of us guys are depleted. Mm. We are trying to give out of an empty bucket And, and you can't give a fresh drink of water when your bucket is full of dust. And it's empty. And so we as as leaders tend to not have the opportunity to be in big church. We tend to not have the opportunity to be under teaching or to be in worship, the things that fill you up. And so we have to figure out how we can find a source, how we can find a well, a spring of living water, whereby we can drink and be satisfied, mm-hmm. where we can drink in Jesus. We can soak in the word and we can be filled and refreshed. Um, we, Jana Magruder, our leader likes to talk about Sabbath as a verb. We need to Sabbath. Are you, do you make a practice of Sabbathing? So the Lord worked six days and he gave the, the example of resting on the seventh. And so many of us are so busy work, 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 work that we, and we don't let down. We've talked how it's hard for us. I don't rest well. No. But I need to be convicted by that. Yeah. I need to make the choice to rest because why? Because if I burn myself up, if I use myself up and burn myself out, I'm not going to be any good to anybody at work mm-hmm. or at home or in ministry. And so just like we need to do less better with the kind of tasks that we take on, we need to pace ourselves and we need to do a little bit of self-soul care so that we can truly give. And so I, I, with this, the, the idea that healthy habits start with you, Healthy habits start at home. A lot of our healthy habits um, are things that we want to pass on to other people. You know, whatever we have is contagious. If we are, um, if we are positive, if we're going to be positive. That's people around us are going to catch that that passion. That we have. Yeah. So the healthy habits start at home. And so I think of the 1 Timothy 3 passage where it talks about the qualifications of an overseer. And we often use that or, and rightly to think about like the office of a deacon or an elder or a pastor, that these are things for those leaders. But I really like the word overseer because we are all overseers in our roles. We're, we're overseeing kids ministry or overseeing preschool. And so I think that the truth of the qualifications and the expectations of a leader are just as applicable to us as we lead in children's ministry as they are to other areas of ministry. And so the first Timothy three passage starting in verse two says an overseer, and I'll paraphrase just a tiny bit for conversationality. Is mm-hmm. that a word? Sure. <laughs> Thank you. We'll just we'll go make it for conversationality, an overseer must be above reproach, self-controlled, sensible, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not an excessive drinker, not a bully, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not greedy. He must manage manage his own household competently and have his children under control with all dignity. And if anyone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he take care of the church of God? And so the, there's this the the truth that I would point to there is there's a standard of excellence that God asks of His leaders. Yeah. So for us to be in leadership, we we really can't, you know. It, it's like the uh, there was a band in the '90s, Trey, a Christian band that you probably don't know called Plank Eye. Have you ever heard of Plank Eye?
1: No, I haven't actually. Dude.
0: Check out Plank Eye. Okay. Listeners, Plank Eye. So, Plank Eye was one of those 90s Christian alternative bands, which was awesome. And so, but the whole idea of the name of the band is Plank Eye from the passage that, you know, how can you pick the speck out of your brother's eye when you've got a plank sticking out of your own eye? Mm. And so, it says we, get, we, we need to look at ourselves first and we need to take care of home. Uh, not that our households have to be perfect. That's not the point I'm trying to make. Like, if your household isn't perfect, guys, nobody's household is perfect. Yeah. We all have. Um, life is rough and people go through really difficult things. And so this is not to say get your own house in order, people, before you come to the church and expect others. It is to say we need to take care of our own spiritual health if we're going to administer the medicine of ministry to other people. And so we need to make sure that we're walking right. We're living right. And so I, I think of Matthew 6 about, you know, we need to manage our own stress and anxiety. We need to know our own value and keep first things first. So this is the, the don't worry, you know, don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink. Um, um, the, the people who don't know God or how he works worry about those things. But you, but you know God and you know how he works so therefore seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all those other things, he'll take care of all those things. Mm-hmm. And so we need to control our own anxiety and we need to manage our own insecurities and know our own values. We, we need to keep first things first in our own life so that we are ready to minister. So that idea of we need to put on our own mask first because we can't give out of an empty bucket. That's good. So with all these things, all these healthy habits, these are aspirations. And so uh, they're all things to aim for. Like, you know, we, we started talking off with episode one about I shared some of my health stuff with the blood pressure and the whatever, and I need to eat better and move more and all those things. It, we're all, we all have to start where we are. So there's not like a, uh, this isn't like a vending machine where it's like, hey, if you do, if you put in this amount of money and you punch this number and you pull the lever, you're gonna get this result. Right. This is not a vending machine a prescriptive plan for you to have the perfect ministry. These are, these are things for all of us to work on. Yeah, We all need to work on getting off the treadmill. We, we all need to work on finding our focus. We all need to work on standing on our head sometimes, right? On yeah. practicing presence. And so these, these are habits that we can aspire to. So I, I wouldn't hold this as a like you, you have to do these eight things or else whatever. No, start where you are. Yeah. Do what you can and let God grow you from wherever you are. Look to improve as you go. I mean, there's
1: a reason why the doctor didn't prescribe you the same thing that he did the person before. Or True. You. If you would have, then, I mean, that's just a clean-cut thing. But he saw where you were, you were, Yeah, and told you what you needed to do. Yeah, And so sometimes we just
0: need to look at ourselves and see where we're at, and then adjust accordingly absolutely there's no one size fits all solution Mm-mm. there are some areas where maybe you have one of these eight things down or multiple ones of these eight things and you're like man i got these four or five down but man i hope guys that there's one or two that that's a challenge for you to work on um as i shared this with with leaders in oklahoma a few weeks ago there's a guy there who's a prominent leader who's a wonderful man and a really good friend and he at the end he came up to me and confided and he's like you know what uh, most of this stuff I got but this that thing about doing less and doing it better really hit me hard. And so my hope is that over this series these last four episodes that there's something in here. So first of all, I don't want to beat anybody up. That's not the point of this. The no. point is to encourage and to inspire. We all need to be challenged. We need to build each other up and spur each other on to towards excellence. Iron sharpens iron. And so I needed somebody to speak into my life and say you need to get your Blood pressure under control, Mr. Right. right. And so I, I needed that. And so my hope is that by sharing these eight healthy habits, that there's something here that you can take away that's gonna help you be better tomorrow than you are today. Yeah. And that's where where it all starts. There's I don't know who this person is, but I love this quote. So there's a quote from someone named Robin S. Sharma. And the quote is small daily improvements over time lead to stunning results. Hmm. Small daily improvements over time lead to stunning results. Too often, we want to go straight for the lose 50 pounds and we don't work. We're not satisfied to just lose the one. Yeah. One pound a week over 50 weeks is just as good as losing 50 pounds in a year, right? So we can do little things. And when we do them intentionally over the course of time, when we plot distance rather than treadmill, those things pay off. So, Lean into your small daily improvements. Take the allow the time it takes. We are all a work in process and uh, we, we all have opportunity to improve so we can be healthier in our lives, but also in our ministries. It's good stuff. Thank you, listeners. I appreciate you uh, tuning in to this episode, and we hope that you would look back at the rest of this series, but also at the whole archive of episodes of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. You can find us at kidsministry101.com. That's the home of the podcast no matter where you listen. By the way, uh, on those episodes, you'll find some show notes, and sometimes those include links and things that might be of interest. You can also find the full archive of our episodes there. You'll also find the Kids Ministry 101 blog and some training resources that we have that are free, all at kidsministry101.com. There's some free gospel presentation resources that you can find there and uh, and some other training on gospel-centered ministry and Bible skills and all kinds of wonderful things, all at kidsministry101.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time back here in the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.